Hey girl, you are so amazing and you possess this unique inner awesome that the world so desperately needs. And guess what? Your body size has nothing to do with that part of you. But I get it. I spent way too many years living in insecurity and I've spent the last decade working with women just like you who struggle with the same. And when it comes down to it, I think our amazingness becomes all too easily eclipsed by two things. Body bullying, which in turn impacts how we take care of our body and our health. Whether it's overeating, undereating, overexercise, not moving at all, moving from dieting to the anti-diet culture, girl, the pendulum just keeps swinging. I started this podcast because it's time to break up with body bullying and find a way to live balanced in your body. I'm Jess, body bully warrior, registered dietitian, and food freedom guru. I love talking about food and nutrition because I believe knowledge is power. And when we have knowledge and we know how to navigate that within our own body and our own story, we can be unstoppable. (laughs) If you're looking for more support, please email me at jessbrownrd at gmail.com. And I'd love to be in your corner personally and walk with you on your food freedom journey. Let's stop letting culture define health, beauty, and what we should and shouldn't eat so we can finally live free in our own body. Grab that cup of coffee or lace up those running shoes and let's dive in to today's show. Friends, I am so excited you are here listening to the diet debunking series and I'm mostly grateful because if you clicked on this episode, that means you are someone who is a critical thinker and you are not someone that's going to be persuaded by the masses. You want to know what you're doing and why you're doing it. And I'm just really grateful for that. I'm going to be diving into the pros, the cons. I've got some questions for you guys because when I do these series, nothing is black or white. And I really believe that everything is relative to you and has to be filtered through your own values, your own experience, and your own capacity. But I'm going to make sure I walk you through that so that by the end of this episode, you will know if you want to keto or if you want to veto keto. (laughs) Okay, so the keto diet is really a diet that gets about 80 to 90% of all its fuel from dietary fat. And then you're getting like 10% protein maybe, and then a very small percentage of your um, diet's going to come from carbohydrates. So I'm talking about 15 to 20 grams of your diet from carbohydrate. Um, Some keto diets go up to about 50 grams. But just to put this in the context of food, It's like having less than two servings of fruit in a day and then no starchy veggies and the rest would be basically fat. And so it's going to be a diet that um, it automatically cuts out a lot of foods like fruits and vegetables. Um, It's even going to reduce the amount of protein that we have. It's going to cut out a lot of grain, obviously grains, rices, quinoas, things like that. But the whole idea of it is that the body typically prioritizes carbs as its fuel source. So that's like what our brain and our central nervous system thrive off of. But in the absence of carbohydrate, dietary fat and body fat can be used as the primary fuel source. So the idea is, is if we keep carbohydrate content low enough, the body is forced to burn fat as the primary fuel source. It gets the name keto from the word ketosis. And so when the body is actually using fat as the primary fuel source, um, it produces a ketone body as a metabolic byproduct of the breakdown of fat, hence the word ketosis or keto. And you can see where the appeal here initially comes from, because if the body is forced to burn body fat, that's like kind of what the goal of all 
you know, weight loss programs is. It's like, how do we get the body to burn more body fat? And this is where keto gets a lot of its attention. It's where a lot of people are drawn to it. And I want to talk about, I'm going to talk about the pros first, but then I'm going to dive into some of the the cons that may present if we do decide to do this diet. So first of all, why, obviously there's a big allure, like it sounds attractive. It's like kind of sexy. Oh yeah, we can burn body fat. So there's a big pull to it. Um, furthermore, there is an initial weight loss that occurs. Most of the studies that have been done on the keto diet are only about two to six months in duration. So we don't know, do people keep it off? Like, do you have to stay on keto or is it something that like you can get off of it and then get back on a more balanced diet. We don't know. But what we do know is there is that initial drop. And some of that drop is going to be due to water weight loss. Because when we eat carbohydrates, our body takes some of that carb and stores it as something called glycogen. Well, every one molecule of glycogen that you have, you're also storing three parts water. So if all of a sudden we take away all carbohydrate from our food, the body's going to very quickly deplete those glycogen stores. So we pull all that and then we lose all that water that's being stored with it. So that's in part why there is an an initial quick weight loss. Um, Beyond that, they do see that weight tends to drop fairly quickly. And again, this is why it's very attractive and I think people are drawn towards it. There are some spaces in the medical nutrition therapy world where the keto diet has been shown to be really beneficial, like in children with epilepsy, in some neurological disorders like Alzheimer's and Parkinson's, they've found that the keto diet can really impact symptoms. And that's an area of research that is growing right now and something I'm super interested in. But even with those diets, specifically the ones in kids, They've taken that and seen the therapeutic benefits, but they recognize how difficult it is to sustain it. So they actually recommend cycling on and off keto as opposed to staying on it indefinitely. Some of the other possible pros to this diet are improved insulin control, and they see that in both type 1 and type 2 diabetes. And that makes sense to me because if we think about this, like when you eat carbohydrate, the body digests it, and then your pancreas kicks out insulin. Insulin attaches to um, the blood sugar within your blood and pulls it into the cells. Well, if you don't have high blood sugar because you're not eating carbohydrates, your pancreas isn't going to have to work so hard to produce insulin. And in the case of type 1 diabetes, you're not going to need as much exogenous insulin. So we see that balance. And that's one of the main claims that the keto diet has is like it improves insulin control. Well, it's kind of like, well, yeah. It makes sense because (laughs) we're not eating, we don't have glucose anymore, so we're not producing as much insulin. Um, Another possible benefit would be possible reduction in that hunger hormone. Ghrelin, I've talked about this before. Ghrelin spikes when we're hungry and it goes down when we're full. And when people eat beyond their biological needs, ghrelin tends to run higher. With keto, then the thought is, well, maybe we can correct that elevated ghrelin level. Now, I don't know the mechanism behind it, and I don't know if that last statement is something that is necessarily true because it hasn't been proven in the research, but the idea that your ghrelin isn't as high, so your hunger isn't as high when you're on the keto diet, yeah, that makes sense to me. Like, that's not new information because we know that fat is one of the most satiating macronutrients. I think of it like if you have pizza on a Friday night and you eat two or three slices of pizza you're really full for a really long period of time. And chances are 
you're less likely to, you know, want a, a snack later on just because you're so full. And that's just because you have a high fat, fat content in the cheese. So that one makes sense to me. And I think, um, but I don't think it's like because keto is better for you. I just think it's because, yeah, you're eating a lot of fat. That makes sense. You're not hungry. Uh, another thing that may be beneficial when it comes to the keto diet, and this is another area that the research is is really interesting to me, and I have tested this out with some clients, is if you're an endurance athlete. Endurance athletes and ultra-endurance athletes are participating in sports that are lasting 90 plus minutes. So they're putting their body in this position where it's going to need long-term access to fuel. And the concept of the keto diet is that we have unlimited ability to store fat in our body and we have a limited ability to store glycogen. So it would make sense then if we could train the body to burn fat as a primary fuel source that doing so when we were trying to do ultra endurance events, we could basically sustain activity for a longer period of time. And I've tried this out with just a few clients and it's worked really well. Uh, however, it was done for a short period of time. So we worked on becoming keto adapted about um, four weeks prior to the event. And it was something that they came off of after the event. So it was not um, something that was done for a long period of time, just because the sustainability factor, it is so hard to to do all the time. And that's going to bring me over to the potential cons of the keto diet. The sustainability, that's number one. I've seen more people come off keto and then come see me because they're struggling, they struggled with the sustainability and they found themselves yo-yoing than I have people who have successfully maintained um, the ketogenic diet. I mean, let's think about what 80 to 90% of your diet coming from keto actually looks like. I mean, that looks like, um, that means no creamer in your coffee. It means switching over to things like MCT oil or coconut oil, not eating lunch out with your coworkers if that's something that you do. It means not taking bites of your kids' fruit snacks when you're at the park with them. It means dinners with the families, you do not have the carbohydrate that your kids are having. And then it means birthday parties on the weekends, you say no to that cake. So there are there's so much no in the keto diet that I think it it does really bring into question like how is this adding to your life? You know, how is going on the keto diet giving you something, giving you more than it's taking away? Because it does take a lot of food items off your plate. And because it's so difficult to sustain, usually what I see people do is follow keto during the week and then cycle off it on the weekend or whatever their their process is. But it's like an on-off, on-off thing. And that is really, really tricky for our body because then our body's like, wait, am I burning fat? Am I burning carbohydrate? And then it really messes with our brain about what's, quote, good and bad foods and what we're allowed to have, not allowed to have. And it really, I think, adds to this disconnection from our brain and our body because then we're trying to control our body with our diet as opposed to listening to our body and listening to what it says and, you know, modifying it within the context of our life. So the sustainability is just so, so difficult. And I see that in the clients that I've worked with who have tried keto. Then the coming off of keto Coming off of it is really, really tricky. We actually know that um, when you come off keto, there are some pretty strong GI issues that can present. There's a lot of gas. There's a lot of bloating. And this can last about uh, two to three weeks. We do see that initial rebound weight gain. And how much 
is regained really depends on the person, but you would definitely see some because of that glycogen repletion. Remember how I talked at the beginning about how if if you um, aren't eating carbs, you lose that those glycogen storages in your muscle and you also lose water with that. So now if we add carbs back in, that is going to naturally replenish. And I think it's important to know that because a lot of the folks that have come off keto that don't know that, they immediately see that as a failure. When in reality, it's just the natural, normal, biological process. But there is some risk of rebound weight gain because if you've taken all of these foods off your plate and not spent the time learning you know, what, you, what your body enjoys eating and the foods that your body responds well to, it can kind of feel like this, it's like that pendulum swinging, that all or nothing mentality. Like I haven't been able to have an entire food group of carbohydrates and now I can have it. And I think that just naturally sets us up to want to overconsume then, and that can contribute to that rebound weight gain. I think one of the most prominent downsides of the keto diet is the high risk for micronutrient deficiency. And this is something that I see over and over again and and by no fault of the people that are trying it because in reality, if you're going to follow the keto diet and do it and also meet all your micronutrients, you have to be incredibly disciplined and have a lot of time and energy to spend into meal planning and getting all of the micronutrients. And I just think most of us, I mean, if we're looking for a quick weight loss fix in the first place, we probably don't have the time to put into the keto diet uh, to make it a well-balanced, nutrient-dense diet in the first place. So there's a high risk for micronutrient deficiency because we cut out so many fruits, lots of veggies. I just think of one of my clients who was following the keto diet for a while, um, super smart guy, but he was so busy that he really didn't have the energy to put into making, like I said, keto a balanced diet. And so we were going through his re- diet recall and I was like, all right, what'd you have for breakfast? And he had bacon. And I said, what'd you have for lunch? He had chicharrones. And then for dinner, he had steak. I was like, where are you getting your vitamins, your minerals? And he was just like, well, I don't know. I'm just trying to hit my fat. So he was so focused on limiting carbohydrates and meeting that fat need that he didn't have any energy or time left to really meet the micronutrient needs. And that's really crucial because when it comes to our metabolism, we automatically think like carbs, fats, and proteins. How do I get my macros set? But there's so much more happening in the body. It's like, yes, carbs fuel our energy, or in the case of keto, it would be fat. But there are all the B vitamins that are actually responsible for us breaking down those macronutrients and turning it into energy. So for example, B1 or thiamine, this is the specific B vitamin that's responsible for converting and utilizing um, that stored glycogen and turning our glucose into fuel. And we get that from sweet potatoes, which obviously we're not going to be eating on a keto diet. We've got other B vitamins like B6, which is a component of more than 100 enzymes. It breaks down, helps us break down glycogen, it helps us form amino acids, forms neurotransmitters. It actually converts tryptophan to niacin, which is another B vitamin. And the production of red blood cells. Then we're going to get B6 from wheat bran, garbanzo beans, bananas. Again, all things that we're not going to be eating on the ketogenic diet. We've got vitamin C, which is the primary 
vitamin that's involved in immune support. It's crucial for the formation of collagen, which is really important if we're exercising and becomes more important as we get older. And it's a really potent antioxidant. We're going to get this in all in things like fruits, like strawberries, oranges, cantaloupe, broccoli, spinach. Um, spinach is probably the only one on there that we would consume if we were on the keto diet. And then if somebody has lost weight, which is usually why people go on keto, with a quick weight loss, we do see an increased pull of calcium from the bone. So actually, when I'm working with people on weight loss, I always supplement calcium because we want to keep your bones strong. And keto diet is notorious for not getting enough calcium. And with that weight loss, they're actually seeing that people are losing bone mass quicker. So again, it's like so many micronutrients come into play. And if we're not super careful, or if people aren't really attentive to those details, they can actually be setting their body up uh, for micronutrient deficiency and maybe some long-term consequences like osteoporosis. Yeah, we don't want that. Who wants that? Nobody does. (laughs) So lots and lots of micronutrient concerns here. Then the other thing about keto is that with the high, high fat dosage, we know that it causes this endotoxic effect. So it actually can cause inflammation within the microbiome. And that's just something we know from researching taking on high fat meals there's like an immediate response within the gut. Now, when this is happening in the absence of fiber, when people who are on keto and cut out fruits and vegetables, this can be worse. And so we've got people that have that endotoxic effect, low fiber, so they're not repairing their microbiome. And then on top of that, they're not getting that micronutrition that their body needs to metabolize everything that they have. So they just generally don't feel good. Okay, so you can see where we have this predicament when it comes to keto. It's like it's got this pull. It's attractive to the general population because of its quick weight loss promises. Um, If somebody does have a neurological or metabolic reason to do keto, it might be of interest. But then we've got all these possible risks like micronutrient deficiency. Could I sustain it? Am I going to be setting myself up to have the pendulum swing in the opposite direction? So how do we know if keto is right for us? I've got a few questions that I want you guys to think through. So number one, is this a quick fix for weight loss? Ladies, I know so many of you out there are, you want it so bad, you're willing to do anything. You probably heard me talking about some of the downsides and may have even thought like, yeah, I don't care as long as it gets me that weight loss. And I just want to challenge you here because I think this is where the diet culture piece has become so invasive in our minds and it has literally put us in this position where we're willing to hurt our bodies in order to make them look a certain way. This is the part of diet culture that I just can't stand and it breaks my heart because I've been there and I, I see client after client after client live in this space where we don't care what the risks are. We just, we want to feel better in our bodies and it just... I understand why we're there. There's so much pressure to look a certain way and be a certain way and, you know, have it all work really hard, be a perfect mom and then have the hot mom body on top of it. I mean, there's just a lot of pressure. So I see why we'd be drawn to this. But let me ask you this. Let's pretend you're not the one trying to decide if you should do keto or not. Let's pretend like it's your best friend or your niece or your cousin or your sister And they come to you and they say, hey, I'm thinking about doing the keto diet because I just, I can't live in this body anymore. I got to do something. 
but um, it's really high risk. It's not sustainable. <laughs> I can't, you know, it's going to require more than I have right now. You think I should do it? What do you think you would say? You think you'd say like, yes, stretch yourself thin, re- deny yourself of all these foods you love. No, you would probably look at her and say, girl, you're gorgeous. What are you worried about? Or why are you so worried about it? I mean, you're fine. Like you would reassure her that she's probably okay. And she probably has a warped perception of herself. Ladies, why are you not different? Why are you so different that you don't deserve that same love and grace that you would give to somebody else? Because guess what? You are. You're worthy of it and you deserve it. And we are not going to be able to give that to others until we can give it to ourselves. Okay, so back to my questions. Number one, is this a quick fix weight loss? If it is, then chances are we shouldn't be doing it. We need to find something different. Number two, what is the capacity to add this to your life at this point in time? I mentioned before that in order to follow a keto diet and do so in a way that's not nutritionally imbalanced, it does require a lot of energy. We're going to need a lot of energy to rethink how we cook, how we meal prep. Grocery lists are going to look very different. So there's going to be this transition period. Do you have the capacity to do that at this point in time? And then are you going to have it again as you transition off? Because it is going to require more energy than you're putting into your food right now. If you don't have it, um, keto is not something that I would recommend. And it's something that I would definitely advise against because you're going to put yourself at high risk, nutritionally speaking, and there could be some long-term consequences of that. Also, if you don't have the capacity for it, guys, there's an easier way, a better way. It's called intuitive eating, or like I like to call it is empowered eating. And it's something that doesn't require the detail to macros and the long list of foods you can't eat. Rather, it focuses on foods you can eat, reconnecting with your body, realigning with your body's biological cues, much easier way to go about things. So my third and final question for you guys to decide if you should keto or veto keto is, does it add more to your life than it does take away? And I mean that from both the physical and the psychological perspective. So does going on keto give to you more physically, increasing your energy, making you feel better in your body, than it does take away from you psychologically. Because not only do you live in your body and want to feel comfortable in your body, but your body is also your connection to everyone around you. And if we reduce it to aesthetics and get so focused on just how it looks, we lose the connection that it can actually provide to our loved ones, our friends, our family. Our body is our vessel for how we contribute to our community, our career, and our world. Ladies, I hope you now have the tools to navigate all of the information that's out there about keto. There's a lot of before and after photos promising that keto is the way to go, but I'm hoping now you can filter that through your own needs and your own experiences to find a diet that's sustainable and one that's really going to build you into the healthiest version of you, which is going to include both physical and mental health when we're deciding what kind of diet to adhere to. Ladies, I cannot wait to continue this diet debunking series with you. I'll be bringing in a couple weeks, we'll be talking about clean eating and what that looks like. Some of the different like clean diets that are out there, uh, like paleo, Whole30. Are they worth it? Are they helpful? And how do we navigate it? Cannot wait for more. Hope you babes have an awesome week. Cheers and happy eating.
Thank you so much for joining me today. I hope it strengthened your food journey and empowered you to live boldly in your body. Real quick, sister, before you go, if you liked today's episode, please head on over to iTunes, Fuel Her Awesome Podcast, leave a review, and subscribe. Ladies, can you imagine how much better our world would be if women everywhere were free from diet culture and misguided nutrition advice and had the ability to step into their full potential? Sign me up for that world. If you have a girlfriend in mind that you know is amazing, but she's held back by food, body, or diet culture hangups, please join the mission and share this episode on your social media. Don't forget to tag me at JessBrownRD. And if you're looking for more support, I would love to be in your corner and walk with you personally on your food freedom journey. Email me at jessbrownrd at gmail.com and I'd love to shoot you over my coaching menu. Cannot wait to chat with you babes next time. Until then, cheers and happy eating.